The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's time for the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. I'm Dennis Farrell here on WrestlingInc.com. Alongside the man of the hour, the VIP, he gets the first slice of the P.I.E. Petey Williams, what's up? Oh, how's she going, eh? Did you like that? I felt pretty good on that intro. Yeah, that was good. Well rehearsed. Uh, that was our seventh take. Uh, if anybody's <laughs> wondering, no, I'm just kidding. That was the first take. That was from, oh man, it was a, car- not a Cartoon Network. Yeah, it might have been a Cartoon Network show from the, uh, uh, not Aqua Teen. I don't even remember anymore, so I'm going to stop now. Well, like an adult swim. Yes, okay, exactly what it was. It was C-Lab 2021 or something like that. I don't even know what you're saying right now. Don't worry about that. Before we get right. uh, kicking the tires and lighting the fires on this podcast, there are two people we want to give a shout-out to. One is Graham and his son. I'm looking through my tweets now to get the son's name. So if we don't you know, pull out the name here in the next minute, I'll give him a proper shout-out next one. But, Petey. You 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 got the tweet because I'd like to say because of us, but I'm sure it's probably two or three other podcasts mixed in with us. This young ten year old boy decided to start his own wrestling podcast. Uh, that's like pretty ambitious of a ten year old. I go back to think uh, when I was ten years old. I mean, yeah, I was like super into wrestling and stuff. There was no such thing as podcasts. Um, but I mean, could could I? lead and direct and all that kind of stuff and and give my two cents at 10 years old i mean no i don't know it it would be interesting because had i did that you know hypothetically speaking if i was able to do that when i was 10 and now the age that i am if i were to go back and listen would i say like man i'm such a fool (laughs) you know like what was i what was i talking about back then um but it's good i mean that's very ambitious i mean uh, that's i mean that's that's entrepreneur written all over it. His name is Mason. Found it. Found it. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you, Graham, for giving me that name, Mason. So he's he's excited because I offered you up for his podcast. The kid is over the moon to get the PD Williams on. I'm excited every week to have you on my podcast. <laughs> so you'll be more than excited, I guess. But but here's here's the thing. At, at ten years old, right? What he's his first, I think his first podcast, he was reviewing like Noah or something. I I don't know if I've ever watched Noah. You know, and tell you, well, I, I've watched Noah. I don't know if I've watched like a full episode. I don't even know if they have an episodic, currently an episodic TV show because I think they used to be the top company in Japan for a while, like for a little bit. I want to say like a year in like the early 2000s of some sort. Um, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if they lost their TV show or whatever the case may be. This is going back some years. But, uh, um, yeah, to to review that, a Japanese show. And I don't even know if he's, if there's an English translation for that. So, I mean, it, to review something like that where there's not commentators building the storyline, I mean, you have to really do your research and know 
what's going on and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to listen to that kid's podcast. I don't listen to any wrestling podcast anymore since we started doing this. But I'm going to go out of my way to make sure I listen to his. Yeah, I'm going to have to get to listen to him. I'm, I'm interested to see. Does he do it by himself or with? Uh... It's with his father, uh, Graham. Okay, it's the good. two of them. And look, I tell you what, if in, where you've been told twice this week we were inspirations, another guy who's, who goes by Rodriguez, uh, what is it, like Reverse Rod on Twitter or something, he sends me a message, says, you know, I've been listening to your podcast, listening to PD. And, and everything you guys have done really got me to want to become a wrestler. And uh, he's going out to uh, somewhere in Atlanta, face-to-face wrestler wrestling, and he's going to get trained by Ron Simmons. Oh, it is Ron Simmons? It is Ron Simmons. Man, that's 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 good to have a trainer with, with that sort of name. Oh, um, huge. You know, and, and I'll give him, if he's listening, I'll give him the same advice that I pretty much give every person trying to get into the wrestling business. Practice, practice, that, practice. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But also, like, you know, fin- finish your schooling. Even if you're training to be a wrestler, when I started training to be a wrestler, you know, I was in, uh, you know, uh, my post-secondary stuff, I was in college. And, uh, you know, I, I made sure I finished my schooling so that, you you know, you have something to fall back on. Um, just in case wrestling doesn't work out or post wrestling life. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to adjust. I've seen a lot of guys, um, you know, struggling to adjust, uh, after the wrestling life. Like, you know, maybe they had a career in WWE or WCW or even, uh, impact, wherever the case may be. And then they're done and they're kind of floating around in the indies and, and trying to like, it's just, you have to have, you, it's great to have a goal to be a professional wrestler, but you also have to have a post wrestling life. Uh, goal and set up as a fallback pretty much so same with him like you know still like live your dream you know become a pro wrestler if that's what you want to do um i'll never tell anybody i don't care like how big you are how small you are that you can never make it because you just i mean you never know man um but you know make sure you have something to fall back on and finish your schooling he did want to know is he allowed to use the canadian destroyer as his finisher um well uh, I'm just gonna say no, Cause, and this is why. We why okay? I want I want him to come up. Like, don't don't try to. I mean, it's good. You know, I think all wrestlers kind of like uh, try to, you know, not mimic or, but like um, take take certain things from other wrestlers that are like that have been um, what's the word like not inspired, but I, I guess wrestlers that inspire you, like they try to like you know be like them and stuff mm-hmm. like that and you know, emulate the things that they're doing and stuff like that. But also you don't want to just be a ripoff either. So, you know, be innovative, come up with your own things. You might, you might come up with something way better than the Canadian destroyer. So, you know, just keep your options open. Hmm. That, that's pretty interesting. See, I honestly thought you'd tell him yes, only because he's probably one of a handful of people to actually ask you instead of stealing it from you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um you know and i appreciate him asking but then i don't want him to fall back like yep i have a finishing move it's a canadian destroyer that's it it's like no you know see if you can come up with your own be innovative and you know uh you could you have that to fall back on if you want to use the canadian destroyer that's fine but um what if you know what, what, I mean, what if he makes a modified version of the canadian destroyer don't know how i 
I don't know why or where. Is he okay then? Yeah, and I, I've seen a lot of modified versions and stuff like that um, that were like really like good. I'm like, man, I don't know if I could do that. You know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, if he wants to, sure. There's one. I've been meaning to ask you this. Even when I was over your house the other night drinking your beer and, you know, chasing your kid around, you retweeted it was maybe one of the old – were you guys ever on Fox, right? Fox something? Fox Sportsnet or – Yeah, Fox Sportsnet, yeah. You did a Canadian Destroyer to a guy, and, like, he pancaked down and just laid there. No bouncing. Do you know what I'm talking about? You just recently yeah. – that to me might have been the best sell ever. Yeah, and I mean, um, he, he was really good. It was Drell Clark. He was one of the hands with talents there. Um, and yeah, I, I worked him a lot, like whether in tag matches or singles matches and stuff like that. Super athletic guy. Um, and yeah, he was really good. I remember one time we did it in a battle royal where we did like a super Canadian destroyer where A1 and Bobby Root each grabbed one of my legs and kind of whipped me over. Mm-hmm. While I had Jarrell Clark in the Canadian mm-hmm. destroyer position, and as he hit, he hit his head, went to his feet, and then did a backflip over the top rope, and that eliminated him. I'm like, man, that's the coolest elimination ever, you know? So, um, no, he was he was really good. He was he was also the guy that um, you Hurt know split face. open my chin. Right, yep. I have that nasty scar on my my chin. Um, ended yeah, your he, model- he was also that guy. Ended ended your modeling career too. It totally ended it. No, yeah, I'm so I, upset. <laughs> I, I saw him do it in, in, in the video, and he just face plants. No bouncing, no overselling. And to me, that's the perfect sell for that move. Like, sure, you know, the stunner, and then you see the rock flap around like a fish. Every once in a while, it's good. But the problem with the attitude error, to me, that gets overlooked in the... the because people forget the bad stuff in the Attitude Era and only remember the great stuff, which is good. But there was way too much comical flopping around for some of those moves. Yeah, and, and there's a time and a place. Like, if you have two uh, main stars, we'll say, like The Rock and Austin, eh, The Rock can get away with that. Because he, he just added something extra, you know, to to that move and a little pizzazz and stuff like that. Now, if Austin's facing... An enhancement guy, it should be stunner. That guy should be selling like he was just shot, pretty much. There should be no extra selling or anything like that. So it's 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 different depending on the situation. Like, um, you know, Austin gives a stunner and the guy's selling dead like he shot. Great. He just put over that move like a million bucks. Now, you know, when The Rock takes it, he does the little, you know, flip around and all that kind of stuff. And then one, two, oh, he kicks out, you know, like. Because that's what they used to do at WrestleManias. I remember the Rock kicking out of stunners mm-hmm. and stuff. So, um, you know, there is a time and a place where they can do that. Um, but yeah, you're right. It, sh- it shouldn't be done all the time. But it shouldn't. You know, I-, I think there is a time and a place for it. Let's let's move on to what we are here to talk about today, and it's okay. it's going to be a subsection because we're going to start with Jeff Jarrett because my Twitter, your Twitter, Facebook blew up. What people want to know, uh, you know, what we thought of Jeff Jarrett, should he or shouldn't get, get into the hall, and we'll discuss all that stuff. And then I thought, let's just talk mod- modern-day wrestlers, because, look, I'll be honest, I don't know what Bo- 
Bobo Brazil deserves to be in the Hall of Fame or, or you know, James Dudley or, you know, anyone like that. We That stuff will lead to the older people. But let's talk modern era guys in the Hall of Fame who should be, who shouldn't be, who might should be in before Jeff Jarrett if you don't believe. So let's start with Jeff Jarrett being inducted into the Hall of Fame, which came as a shock to everybody else because there was that common thought that he was blacklisted from the WWE. You know, I was still under the impression, which you corrected me, that he was just kind of on a leave of absence from Impact, which I guess he wasn't. He was let go, right? Um, I'm trying to think now because he was – well, he was on an indefinite leave of absence or, or how they put it. He was suspended indefinitely. Isn't that what they said? Something was like some that. some sort of wording. Right. So he's not getting paid. He's not under contract. N- nothing like that. It's not like you sit at home and make all this money. Um, so pretty much, you know, he's, he, 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 he's done. He could do what he wants, but you know, if they, they're leaving it, they're leaving it open. Um, and you know, there's a lot more to it than just that, but we won't get into it. But so if you get suspended from something without pay, nothing like you, you can't support your family, you know, because you're not getting paid and you can't be tied down to like a contract or anything. So there's nothing binding, keeping them there. Um, and you know, he's pretty much done. And I think at one point they said he was done. Like he's, I think, I don't know if Jeff announced it or, or Anthem announced it, but you know, it was known that he was done. Um, the last I heard from him, he went into rehab and then I never even heard that he left rehab. Yeah, I don't know too much about his rehab, but, you know, and I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast before, but let's say he was suspended for, and I don't know the whole situation, but let's say he's suspended for, you know, maybe he had a problem with drinking or drugs or whatever the case may be, okay? Anytime in this politically correct world and we have to very, you know, tread lightly on everything that we say nowadays and all that kind of stuff on Twitter, social media, it doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you... If somebody, let's say, we'll use a drinking problem, for example. If somebody has a drinking problem and you suspend them or – no, I'm sorry. You fire them from their job. Okay, now you're leaving yourself open for liability because then that person could come back and say – because they say that alcoholism is a disease, right? Like you know, problems like that. I have a problem. You admit you have a problem or whatever the case may be. So if you fire somebody for having a disease, for having a problem, now the company's leaving themselves open for liability. That just that's just how it works in this this day and age. Um, so you know that's when they usually put people on like a leave of absence or suspended indefinitely because it's not saying hey firing you, but you know we don't condone your acts and actions and all that kind of stuff. So but you know we have to take proper you know um, you know you know steps to to make things right. So um, yeah, so. That's why I think if it was he went to rehab and stuff like that, and I don't know, I don't even know when he checked in. I don't know when he, if or if he's already checked out or whatever the case may be. Um, I'm not following it on, you know, on the internet or anything like that. Did you did you send him a congratulatory text? Sorry, I killed that word right there. Um, no, I did not. You know, just posted on uh, uh, a Twitter like you know Uncle Jeff is in you know like he knows you know I call him Uncle Jeff and I always have and I always will um, just like an ongoing thing that we have going on 
Um, but yeah, you know, just uh, uh, congratulations to him. I mean, li- this is this is a big thing. I, I huge. Totally did not see this coming. I mean, this is this would be the last person. You know, we always say like Randy Savage would have never gotten in and all that kind of stuff. But like, I, I thought for sure Randy Savage would get in well before Jeff. Jeff. I I thought everybody. Like, you know, the Brooklyn Brawler or whatever the case may be would <laughs> get in well before Jeff Jarrett. They would have I probably would have gotten Hall of Fame induction over Jeff Jarrett, you know? Um and to see it happen, I'm like it and I'm thinking like this is this is so crazy. This is crazy. But then again I'm thinking like, you know what, I never thought, never thought AJ Styles would be a world champion right now in WWE. Never thought it would happen. Like, and if you told me that Kevin Owens, you know, back at like uh, years Steam. ago, that uh, that he would be in the WWE and you know be a world champion as well, I would have called you a liar. Like, if I would have known going into like when I got into wrestling 17 years ago, that's like, oh wait, oh Petey, you're like under 200 pounds and under six foot. Oh, you're exactly what we're looking for, man. Like, no. But that's like kind of what they're looking for nowadays. And it's just it's it's I don't know. It, it's amazing. So what I'm trying to say is professional wrestling is so it, it evolves, it changes. And I truly think now after seeing this, anything could happen in professional wrestling. Anything like I remember the day that when uh, Vince bought WCW. I was like, that's crazy. Remember how crazy that was? I remember I mean, this is going to be one – like when they – I know WWE on their network does like top 10 lists and stuff like that. This Jeff Jarrett getting inducted to the Hall of Fame will be on a top 10 list of something like uh, crazy – or whatever moments they decide to – whatever the list is. But it's going to be on one of those top 10 lists that Lynn C. coming. So in your mind, does he deserve to be a WWE Hall of Famer? Uh, based on their standards, yes, absolutely, um, because they don't even they don't look at just what you did in WWE or WWF, because um, a lot of these guys, I mean, I don't even know if they've ever wrestled like in WWF. They're like AWA champions or multiple time NWA champions yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, if you look at it, he's and I'm sure you got a list in front of you or something like that, but multiple time Intercontinental champion, multiple time WCW champion. U.S. champion, uh, NWA champion. Um, so, I mean, he's got the, the belts, if that's what you're looking for. And he comes from a, 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 a wrestling family. He grew up in this wrestling business. I mean, he has wrestling in his blood. For him to not be in the Hall of Fame, that, that's that's crazy. I mean, if you put – I don't know if Eric Bischoff's in the Hall of Fame. I'm I assuming don't, I he don't, is. No, I don't think he is. Oh, okay. So – I mean, if you look at Jeff, I mean, he's the only one in modern day time post WCW that actually somewhat um, gave Vince a run for his money, that actually competed with him, did something that, you know, nobody thought was possible. And, you know, he built a brand and he gave guys, you know, the opportunity, like a platform to showcase their skills and become stars and. A lot of those guys right now that started an impact and made their name, they're big stars in WWE right now. So how do you not, how do you not give him a Hall of Fame induction? You're right, but when I think of the Hall of Fame, 
regular sports has screwed me up because I think of the best of that era. When I think of Jeff Jarrett, uh, sure, he's held belts, and I think he's, what, six or eight Intercontinental Championships, one of only four people to hold a European and Intercontinental, and multi-time tag team, and he's NWA champion, and he was a WCW champion three or four times. I get that stuff. When I think of Jeff Jarrett, it's hard for me to think of any meaningful storylines that he was in to make me go, at least in my mind as a fan looking in from the outside. He's had a couple great moments. Don't get me wrong. But overall storyline arcs, when you think of... When you think of Stone Cold, you think of Stone Cold McMahon. You think of Stone Cold and, you know, The Rock. You think of Stone Cold versus The Corp. You you know, The Undertaker, you, you have so many things. But when you think of Jeff Jarrett, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Um, well, it, Impact is what comes to my mind. And then he held up Vince for money and all that kind of stuff. And um, But, I mean, you look at a Hall of Famer like Coco Beware. What comes to mind when you see Coco Beware? Mid-card wrestler. Yeah, like uh, he has a bird, Frankie, right? right? I mean, he doesn't, and he's a Hall of Famer. Shouldn't you know, be. I don't think he's ever held a belt in the WWE. I think he's held like NWA or AWA or wherever he wrestled, like titles and stuff like that. But, you know, it's, it's not always about titles. Uh, you look at Jake the Snake, who's a Hall of Famer. He's never held anything in WWE, but... He's he has though been in some main that's, main storylines. That's where yeah. I was going to correct you. Was he may not have had the belt, but Jake Roberts was always the setup guy for Hulk Hogan or the setup guy for whoever the champion is next. And he's yeah. had major, you know, golden era of wrestling moments. It, it, it's a crime that you would put somebody like Coco Beware in the Hall of Fame, but where's Rick the Mar- Model Martel? Yeah, uh, and I'm trying to think of Rick Martel's um, his main storyline and stuff. I remember him being in Strike Force and stuff like that. That and, was big, but uh, you know, just yeah, the fact that he was the model, he used the spray aerosol in people's eyes. You know, he was one of those guys. If we're talking mid card talents, to to me, I would think of Rick Martel before I would put Coco Beware in. Yeah, and I mean, and the thing is, with the WWE Hall of Fame, we can argue about this all day, and I think that's that's no, what we they will. want. We will they, actually they, argue about they, this. They, they want people to argue about it, because you know what? This isn't like real sports where we, you know, like uh, who, who has the home run record and all that kind of stuff. you got to remember, in real sports, you know, you got – you don't have one federation. You know, you, I mean, you got – well, okay, we'll take like Major League Baseball or NFL. So many different teams, so many, uh, you know, athletes and stuff like that. So there are only certain spots in the Hall of Fame each year. And, you know, they have a list of like whatever, and then you cast your vote, and then those people get in and stuff like that. And um, that that's how it is. So, of course, there's only room for the best of the best. Um, and I think I knew this was – like right when they started coming out with the Hall of Fame and then doing it every year and inducting more than one person and then oh we have a headline person and then uh, you know make sure we'll get a female in there or mm-hmm. something like that or, or, or tag team or whatever the case may be I'm like they're gonna run out of guys man I'm like people and 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 real sports how, how long's a career 
if you have 10 years, you had a great career in, in, right. uh, in, in a professional sport. In pro wrestling, I mean, you look at like Ric Flair, who's rec- wrestled for decades, Undertaker, okay? I mean, I don't even know if he's still, like, I, I don't know if he's still officially active or if he's officially retired, but like, obviously, he's going to be going in the Hall of Fame someday. But if, if this were like a professional sport, there's no way he'd still be able to go. He would have had to retire like maybe 10, 15 years ago. It, to me, I, I just. I have an issue, and in in our mind, we're going to play this game. We should put some parameters on who should and who shouldn't be, because I see a lot of people will post like, you know what, Daniel Bryan needs to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. A, no, he doesn't, because he's still active. To me, I don't want to see you still active. Like, it, it kind of, I don't want to say it sucks, well, but... What well, what do you got? Oh, so like Kurt Angle is a, like, well, he he wrestled like what a couple months ago. Yeah, and he's in the Hall of Fame, and it, it takes you know away. he's still active. It takes away from me. And isn't yeah? And isn't The Rock in the Hall of Fame? Not and yet. I don't think. I thought maybe I thought he, he is. got in like many years ago. Maybe he is, but I see. Let me go through and look at this list because I don't. I don't think The Rock is. Let's see. Ravishing Rick Rude is. Um, Beth Phoenix. Diamond Dallas Page. Teddy Long. Kurt Angle. Stan Hansen. Big Boss Man. Although Kurt Angle wasn't an active wrestler when they got him in. So. True, but then they made him like. An, right. And now I'm starting to wonder the way they did the storyline with. Um, Kurt Angle at the Hall of Fame, they brought him in, and then all of a sudden, he's the GM. And I'm thinking, like, man, I wonder if Jeff... Is Jeff going to be... And that would be a... I mean, that would bring eyes to the product. Mm-hmm. If Jeff Jarrett ended up being, like, a GM or something, then feud it with Kurt Angle. Like, oh, man. Like, they already did it and They stole um, each other's wives, it seems like. Yeah. And they'd already feuded in, uh, you know, Impact over that, like, very shortly after it happened. But, I mean, that would be interesting if, you know, Jeff ended up becoming, one of, like, a general manager or something. Let's see here. Big Boss Man, uh, Godfather. I don't think The Rock's in it. No, yeah. I don't think so either, Kevin Nash. No, but, all right, so here are a couple names just kind of off my head that I feel like should be in the Hall of Fame before Jeff Jarrett. And I look, some of it has to do with contract stuff cuz you know WWE pays people to show up and do this. It's it you know, it's contracted stuff and a lot of politics. I get that. So let's pretend this is a perfect sports world where you should get in based on what you've done in the industry. Not so much winning championships, but let's say meaningful storylines and being front and center of the product. Does that sound kind of fair enough in our storybook world of who deserves to be in and who doesn't? So we won't call it a WWE Hall of Fame. We'll just call it Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame? And we could still call it the WWE because I think the majority of the people we I will at least bring up have been associated with WWE or WCW, which owns, you know, which WWE owns, so I can use that as my loophole. Like, I think that, like, somebody like the Great Muda from Japan, who's, you, like, you Hulk stole Hogan it. in Japan. 
Oh, you were going to say that? I was going to say the Great Muda. Yes, I'm with you. Oh, okay. I mean, he's wrestled for WCW. Uh, not mm-hmm. any major storylines or anything like Him that. Him and Sting but were in some WWE. pretty big stuff. Yeah, but I mean, he, I, like, you know, he, he came over and just because they had a working relationship, but it wasn't like he was portrayed as like a huge star over in the United States. Um, but like, you know, if we're doing like a professional wrestling hall of fame in general, like the great Muda would be like, I mean, that's like in Japan, like that's like, like the guy, like there's, there's nobody that has ever been bigger than him. You know what I mean? Why isn't demolition in the hall of fame? That's a great question. I mean, they were by far my favorite, um, tag team when I was younger, like, even when they were bad guys, and I remember they feuded with Strike Force like in WrestleMania four, yeah, and they cheated to win. I was like, I, and I was young. I was like super young, uh, ten years old. I don't, I don't know. And I was like, yes, because they were so awesome. The face paint and stuff like that. The music they came out to, like just great stuff. And then they turned babyface and stuff like immediately after, pretty much. But I mean, yeah, I mean they should be definitely in the Hall of Fame. Tommy Dreamer should be in the Hall of Fame. Why do, why do you feel Tommy Dreamer should be in the Hall of Fame? I like Tommy, and I would love to see him in it, but, like, why when, do you feel? When I think of ECW, I think of Tommy Dreamer before anybody else. Tommy Dreamer, to me, was the face of ECW. And, you know, maybe I'm using this and I'm looking through this with revisionist eyes, so correct me if I'm wrong, but he was one of the main prominent ECW guys to make the jump other than Rhino, to WWE and, and stick and be successful there. Well, so Tommy explained this to me before. And if you look at ECW, like a lot of the times, a guy would make them a name for themselves in ECW, work their way up, and then WWE or WCW would take them. And then it, that never happened for Tommy. Actually, I think Tommy ended up working for WWE when you know they, ECW went under and stuff. That's and WCW right. was already bought out. So it's not like, you know, they, they actively recruited him. So um, Tommy was always the guy that, you know, was just kind of like left there. And he said he, um, you know, never wanted the belt, like the, the, the world title, the ECW world title. He always wanted to be the guy chasing it and always came up short kind of deal. And, you know, they ended up like giving it to him and all that stuff. But eventually people saw that like he and you're right, like. He's never left ECW. When you think of Tommy Dream, or when you think of ECW, you think of Tommy Dreamer because he's always been there. You see all the other guys jump ship and go somewhere else, like like Taz and uh, Van Dam and all that kind of stuff. And he stuck around. He stuck around, and I don't know. It, it probably wasn't by choice for him. It was just probably like, hey, I'm I'm still here, kind of deal. And I know he did help a, a lot in ECW. He helped Paul Heyman write and all that kind of stuff, and. If I was Paul Heyman, I would want him as my right-hand man too, not only because he's smart, because he's always sticking around. And so, but when I think of ECW, I think of more like, I don't know, like Rob Van Dam and stuff like that. Like those are the guys that were getting paid the most. Um, But, you know, I mean, Tommy like actually had more of a hand in it. And it was almost like, even though it was Paul's baby, it was almost like, his stepchild or something like that, however you want to put it, his, mm-hmm. his nephew, like that's what, that's what the product was to him. So yeah, I can see that Tommy dreamer. When I 
think of ECW, I think of Tommy Dreamer. He's definitely one of the guys that come come to the top of my mind. I know when at Impact, as soon as he comes out, makes his return, whether the people start chanting ECW. Yep. You know what I mean? Just be, even though he's been in WWE and all that kind of stuff, they chant ECW. So let me ask you this before I go to my next one. If they're in the Hall of Fame with a faction, should they still be eligible to go in individually? <sighs> that's that's a good question. I mean, I don't – who sets those rules? Like the Four Horsemen and then Ric Flair by himself. So, And I think they do this because they're playing homage to the actual Four Horsemen, what that group accomplished. There was more members – well, I – they inducted those certain members, but you know it was such a big thing, big storyline, all that kind of stuff. But then you got to remove Ric Flair from it because he had a whole nother career outside of the Four Horsemen. So you kind of have to induct them both separately. And, and even if Ric Flair gets inducted first, and then it's like, hey, now we're going to induct the Four Horsemen, but we can't induct Ric Flair again because he's already. So it's almost like you're you're leaving him out. You know what I mean? Say if they ever induct uh, Degeneration X. Right. You know, the, the 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 group was at the very beginning, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, China, and, and Rick Rude. That was the group. Um, and then so along I mean, those, came the Road Dog and those guys. Yeah, you know, Road Dog, Billy, X-Pac, you know, all that kind of stuff. So um, does that give China her Hall of Fame induction? Should she get inducted separately? I mean, I feel like she should have been one of the, well, not one of the first women, but she she should be inducted into the Hall of Fame, China, definitely. She should have been one She's, of the I, first modern-day women. Yeah, I don't think another female, besides, like, the hardcore title, has won, has won like, a, a men's title, pretty much. No, no, not at all. Besides her. So, I mean, um, she, had, she had such a big part in the Attitude Era. I mean, when you think China, you think DX... You know, even when she did her storyline with uh, Eddie Guerrero and stuff, like she's always been, and her storyline with Jeff Jarrett, mm -hmm. um, and even Chris Jericho after that. I was going to so, say Jericho. Yeah, I mean, she she's always been. I don't see. I don't know why, or see. It's probably has something to do with Triple H, but um, <laughs> you think? She, yeah, <laughs> um, just throwing that out there. But you know, I, I think that'll eventually get. You know, not now that she's passed. I mean, has to be. Yeah, I mean, she, if she doesn't get it this year, because I don't, they're still announcing people. Uh, if anything, she'll get it next year. See, see Jeff Jarrett argument at the beginning of the podcast. If he can get in, she can get in. Yeah, everybody's going to get in eventually. And once again, we're going to set up arguments. Oh, China should be in there. China should be a. She's the next female, I believe, that should be in there. She, um, she should have been in there before some of these females on this list. She should have been oh, in yeah, before I, Beth Phoenix. Before Jacqueline. Before, before Jacqueline. Um, I, I, don't, I don't have the list in front of me. But, yeah, I mean, some of the people off the top of my head, definitely. I mean, she 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 paved the way. I mean, there's, there's, there's no other way to say it. Before uh, Alondra Blaze, although I just call her Medusa, that's that's just how I know her as is Medusa. But I think she should have gotten it before her, um, probably before some of the men. 
you know, it, it's a crime that Rikishi's in, by the way. What really? Oh, that's right. What What is he doing in the WWE Hall of Fame? Once again, one of those mid-card guys that had some entertainment value that might have been in one major uh, storyline. One, like when he ran over Stone Cold or The Rock or something like that. That was yep, it. He was in that. Yeah, that's, that's um, and that didn't even pan out well. I don't think it panned out the way they wanted it to. Y- um, Yokozuna, why is he in? Yokozuna, okay, come on. I I will agree with that. He's. Uh, I remember when they when they brought him in. Man, he destroyed people. Like he beat Hulk Hogan. Yep, Bret Hart, uh, and all he those guys. Bret Hart. Yeah, I mean he was he was a big deal, big deal. And you know not only that. He was a Samoan playing a Japanese guy on TV. <laughs> and I mean, and yeah, and like he could throw a super kick and he was like, I don't know, 500 pounds or whatever. I mean, he, he could move for a big guy. So, and but he, he dominated. I mean, I remember I was like, man, who's going to beat this guy, you know? And uh, yeah, no, I, I feel like he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And, and yeah, I, I think so. All right. Well, we kind of disagree on that one because. Uh, to me, he was an attraction that was there for a couple years that was the big guy that after after his major run, it always felt like he became the big guy that could always get beat. Yeah, so after like WrestleMania, I don't know, he was a big part of WrestleMania 9 where he beat Bret, but then Hogan beat him, then yep. WrestleMania 10, Bret Hart beat him. And then by WrestleMania 12, he's – I want to say he might have been a baby – uh, maybe not. He was, like, managed by Jim Cornette, him and, like, Owen Hart. Um, so he was kind of, like, lost in the mid-card and kind of fizzled out from there. And uh, But, you know, I mean, they were probably like, oh, you know, his health's an issue because, you know, he's extremely overweight and, uh, you know, he probably had some health problems and stuff like that. Um but, you know, so you knew Yokozuna going in. I mean, a guy of his build and stuff like that, he's not going to have a long run. But when he did have a run, he made an impact, like, right from the beginning. He was there for, like, a handful of years, and he was remembered. That's the thing. There's guys that's been there for a handful of years, nobody remember, even longer, and nobody remembers them. So, I mean, I, that's why I think he deserves it. All right. Hey. We'll kind of a degree disagree. I I would tend to agree with you more on Yokozuma than Jeff Jarrett right now. You know, I, I, to, to me, Jeff Jarrett still lacked that moment. He was flashy and he just was, I don't know. I, you know, to me, my standards for the WWE Hall of Fame should be higher. And if you don't induct somebody every year, which sucks because then you're taking money out of there their pockets with the induction ceremony then you only induct one person but you you have to make it special and when i look through the 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 people that are in there like all right you know what make a case for the bushwhackers sure they were cute fun tag team but they were just the tag team that always got beat they were once again that tag team to set up the heels for a, a run at something yeah, Bushwhackers. I mean, I I don't feel like they should be in a Hall of Fame. Um, uh, I don't know who, who's the headliner this year. Uh, Goldberg. Goldberg. Okay, so 
yeah, I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, and that's the thing. All their headliners, I feel like, should be in the Hall of Fame. And it just seems like we have to make a show out of this. Let's get some more guys, almost like the undercard. So it's almost like you have the the, the main event Hall of Fame guys that really should be in there, and then the mid-card guys to build up the show kind of deal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people are questionable in this Hall of Fame. And, I mean, and that's the thing. It's professional wrestling. There's no, like, oh, he had a record for this or he had a record for that like they do in professional sports. I mean, how, how do you – I mean, how do you really judge this besides, like, oh, we could do a good package on him, and then, oh, he has a history in this, and I know he'll say a good speech, and this guy that can induct him. So, you know, it's kind of like writing your own storyline, but now it's for the Hall of Fame. I I think it's it's stupid that the Bushwhackers are in and Demolition is not. That To me, that's one of the true crimes of the WWE Hall of Fame. Then the other one who I kind of alluded to when I said, if you're in with a faction, should you go in by yourself? And I'm on the fence on this one, but I feel like Arn Anderson himself should be into the Hall of Fame by himself. Well, um, I, I know, know NWA days, WCW days. Yeah, definitely. WWE. I mean, what he's what I remember him for in WWE back in the day was the Spinebusters. Yeah, well, he was in the the Brain Busters. Brain Busters, there it um, is. And I remember them beating uh, Demolition. <laughs> and I was like, "What? How could they beat Demolition?" And they had a couple, you know, they had a couple good matches with feuds. I think they swapped the belts a couple times on some Saturday Night's main event and stuff like that. But once again, you know, I mean, it was Demolition. You know that, that they they made the Brain Busters putting them over and stuff like that. So. Um, that's what I remember. But yeah, if you're going to compare him to his, like his accolades and, and WCW and WA, all the other stuff he did before, then yeah, definitely Iron Anders should, should be in, uh, the hall of fame. Definitely. I mean, it's one of my favorites, like he's, he's, he's great Four horsemen, all that kind of stuff. Do you feel like in this, this is going to be a fringe guy and, if you look at his accomplishments in his family, you would probably say yes. But, you know, when you take a step back and you look at what he's done storyline-wise, Dean Malenko, do you, do you feel like Dean Malenko should be a Hall of Famer? Oh. See, that's tough, right? Uh, based on what we're trying to base it on? Yes. Man, I mean. He had some. I, so so he, he, this is a, this is the thing. He's such a good, pure wrestler and has a great mind for wrestling and stuff like that. I think he's like what every wrestler should almost aspire to be like. Mm-hmm. So to have him not be in the Hall of Fame, it, it just it, it sucks the way, you know, if wrestling was a real sport, he'd hold a bunch of records and all that kind of stuff and win all these awards and stuff like that and be in the Hall of Fame. But it's not. He's like a like a Wayne Gretzky. Oh, that's a, that's a Canadian example. But you know, he's like a Gordy Howe or whatever you want to say of of the wrestling sport. It just he never got any credit for it, pretty much. Um, so that's what's different about the wrestling Hall of Fame. But um, I, you know, that's somebody I would like to see in the Hall of Fame, like as Dean Malenko. And you might as well put him in there. I mean, you got Eddie Guerrero. They'll never put Chris Benoit in there. Mm, but no. uh, you know, and you got Dean Malenko. So. Um, and that's another thing. If you want to talk about, um, 
top 10 list and shocking moments like guys that will never be in the Hall of Fame. Do you think ever one day Chris Benoit will actually make it into the Hall of Fame? No. and Never? Never. And here's why. And minus the – I don't know how to say this without minimalizing it, but the incident, the the stain on his career – you you take that out, and you strictly look at his wrestling career. wasn't a Hall of Famer to me. Uh, he was a four horseman, which really to me was what he was known for. He had a couple moments. He was a workhorse, a pure wrestler. You know, has had an amazing reputation. But when it comes down to it, once again, what did he do outside the four horsemen? I mean, he we, you can't put him in with the Four Horsemen because he wasn't an original member. He was kind of on that era, era, era of Four Horsemen where we were all lucky to have Steve Mongo McMichaels. He, so he's held some belts, sure. And, you know, he made the underdog look good. But outside of that, give me, give me two or three amazing Chris Benoit moments. Right now, off the top of your head, uh, when he went at WrestleMania, when he he beat uh, was it Triple H and Shawn Michaels or something like that, like, and then him and Eddie Guerrero had that moment in the ring because they both won their respective world title matches for that night. All right, well, um, there's one that was like the big blow off of WrestleMania. Um, I don't know, but I mean, his matches, like, sure, great, like if you're but... watching, yeah, so intense and stuff like that. But no, I mean. So I agree with you. I don't think he'll ever be in the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, like, I mean, they're not going to put a murderer in a Hall of Fame. Um, so th- that that's what it is. Um, and it's just interesting. They show his matches on the WWE Network, but they also... Finally. Uh, like, that, that's tough to do because he was in so many good matches and stuff like that. And... Even though you, you blacklist them from it, it's just it, it's hard to just eliminate them from your history. That's almost like that's almost worse if you don't show anything. It's like, yeah, we know what he did and all that kind of stuff. Here's his matches as a professional wrestler. He does have a history with this company. We don't agree with it, but here it is. Look, you're right, and you know, there's another duo that's kind of like that 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 have been essentially. Not scrubbed and deleted, but just not talked about anymore. And you'll probably won't see them in the WWE Hall of Fame until one of them's dead. That's the Steiner Brothers. If you think of the history of WCW and even them in the WWE, you know, they don't, and, and sometimes they name drop all these legendary, you know, uh, tag teams on, on the shows. They never mention the Steiner Brothers anymore. And I get that the heat with. With Scott and you know Triple H in the company, but man, they're they're essentially kind of you know washed out of the history too, if you think about it, for different reasons. Um, which will be, I, I think they they have a shot of being. I, I think they'll be in there soon. I think they'll be in there soon. Scott um, wants the money. Because, you think? What's that? Oh, Scott told me something. You think? No, no. Scott wants the money. Um. No, I don't, I don't think he needs the money. He was pretty smart with his money. I know that. So, uh, 
Um, same with Rick. So um, I just think that, you know, they, they've calmed down their age that, you know, especially Scott, has got kids now and stuff like that. He's not like a, a loose cannon like he was before. And um, he was business owner and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I think he would bury any hatch and stuff like that. And if he doesn't do it for himself, I think he would do it for like his kids, you know? So, um, and it's the Steiner brothers, man. They were a big part of WCW and, and WWE. I mean, I'm going to ask go you, I'm going to ask you an impossible question that I've been thinking about. Okay. Okay. About Scott Steiner. To me, okay. there's two Scott Steiners, although I've, only interviewed, you know, NWO Scott Steiner once in my life. I've never met the Steiner brother, Scott Steiner. That's how we'll separate them, okay? You had the, the dark-haired, all-natural, as natural as can be, Scott Steiner and the Steiner brothers. Then you had the NWO and who he is now, okay? We'll, we'll, we'll separate the two. Do you think they were the same person? Like... I, I I picture dark-haired, long-haired tag team Scott Steiner as this fun-loving, relaxed guy. And then there's, you know, dyed and dyed-haired blonde and, you know, big booty daddy Scott Steiner who was a completely different person in my mind than what he was back then. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, no, I think they were the same person, same exact person. Really? Um, yeah, because I mean, that's, you, you, you totally bought it. Hook, hook, lining sinker. I mean, they were like U of M type guys. They were like, uh, what, what are you like varsity type dudes? Mm-hmm. And that's what they wanted them to come across as on TV, like laid back, like good fun, loving guy, all that kind of stuff. And then when he switched to the NWO, he was like the polar opposite and like, oh man, this guy's a dick and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's what they wanted to buy you you to buy into, and that's what people did. So that's why they feel like so. Pretty much, it was just how he was, just like like how he really was, just like amplified. And that's why I think he did so well at that that big pop of pump character. Because that's who he was. He was still doing all those ribs and all that kind of stuff. Him and his brother, like you know, uh, ribbing all these people and people were afraid of them because they would bully them and all that kind of stuff like that. That's it started when they were the Steiner brothers, when they were together and all that kind of stuff before the NWA NWO days and stuff. Um, so yeah, no, same person, just different character. Oh, right. That, that was for me, listeners, not you guys. <laughs> okay. Owen Hart, hall of famer. Uh, I'll, I'll say, See, that's say, a tough one. Yeah, yeah, that that's a tough one. And the first thing you look at is say, yes, absolutely, because of his tragic death. I mean, that's that's why you say it, okay? And that's why initially I was going to say yes, but then I stopped. Think about and what I he's said, done. Well, let yeah, let's think about things he's done. Um, and you know, never held a world title, held some intercontinental titles, European titles, tag Take titles, him. and stuff like that. Um, you know, his major storylines were like with his brother, Brett, against his Brett. And then what kind of resurrected his career when Brett left, that big Montreal screw job, Owen came back, like took like a month or two hiatus, came back, and then started feuding right away with DX, the guys that got him out. And I thought it would have been better if they made him feud with 
uh, Shawn Michaels instead of Triple H mm-hmm. and put him up at that higher level and just kind of replaced Brett. But, you know, that was a huge storyline. But it was because of what happened with Brett. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the big storyline was Owen was always living in Brett's shadow. So that was the storyline on TV. But that's the storyline in reality, too. I so, think, great storyline. I think if he didn't die, he'd have been a no-brainer. I think the older he got, the more mature he got, he would have been a multi-time world champion. You know, oh, definitely. He was in he that. still have a job there coaching guys and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, no, I know Jeff was – Jeff Jarrett was very close with Owen. Like, like super close. And I think they teamed for a while, actually. Um, I'm pretty sure. Interesting. Uh, and, and, and WWE, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. And, yeah, so, I mean, um, yeah, I would say Owen is uh, – oh, man, I don't <sighs> – they're, they're going to put him in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. going to induct him. Um, I just don't know when it's going to happen. I'm it's, thinking, you know what? Next year, who do you think the headliner is going to be next year? Did I already ask you that? You didn't, but that's a good question. So next year, let's let's figure this out based on who's left. Right? You can't have Maybe Undertaker. Uh, he's a first ballot. I said this on the weekend edition of the podcast we do over at wrestling or no over at the wrestlingperspectivepodcast.com. Go there with a sharpshooter Steve. I said if WWE was smart, they would not have the Undertaker wrestle. But they come out and have Vincent McMahon bring the Undertaker out and say uh you know you, you look you're mis- you 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 are it and you will be the headliner in next year's WrestleMania and and call it a year from now. You know what I mean? Like you know even you're even though or at, you know what? Here it is. Here's was my thought. Sorry, I stuttered through that. My thought no, was you have Vince McMahon come out at WrestleMania and induct him into the Hall of Fame in the middle of the ring, not on Hall of Fame night. And then the next year he can have his Hall of Fame speech, but he gets inducted. He will be the first ever, you know, person to be inducted in WrestleMania. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, that's that's. That was my thought. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Um that would that would uh that would work. And but then uh, wouldn't it make it feel Then you have your headliner. Right. Yeah, it would make it more special and I know Vince has said like, you know, he feels like the Undertaker's is the his best creation that he's ever come up with. Um so I know and you could tell by Undertaker's career and the way he was pushed and stuff. Um Yeah, I mean Undertaker's a front runner. That's that's a that's a, that's a good storyline. I don't know if they'll ever do it, but um, that was my uh, they like to sell tickets for the Hall of Fame, but they can still do it for the next year and stuff. Right. But I think I feel like you know if they're letting everybody into the Hall of Fame, they need to do something special. And you know, look, it, him, you know, maybe Hulk Hogan would have been the other one you do this from if he wasn't already inducted in. But you save that honor. For the ultra rare, you know, superstars being inducted in the middle of WrestleMania, not on Hall of Fame night. Okay, yeah, uh, they might save that for The Rock when he gets inducted. That would be another one um, I would be okay with. Yeah, so I mean, we're looking at The Rock can be inducted next year. I see. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's done. Done. 
I think next year it's going to be Batista. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a really good one, Batista. That would be okay. Because I feel like they're going to save The Rock. The, the Rock will be his own thing. And they're going to do something for The Rock. And they may do it in Florida or Miami or something like that, where I don't really remember yeah. off the top of my head where it's going to be. But to me, it, it's too early for The Rock. You know, you still maybe have one more comeback or he's still showing up. and But right now, Batista is as famous as he ever is. I think Batista could be on the level of The Rock just being in Marvel movies, although The Rock going in with uh, his Marvel movie coming up will put him on a different atmosphere than the movies like Skyscraper and, you know, all the cheesy, crappy horror movie or action movies that he's been in, So or San Andreas. So I think next year it should be somewhere along the lines of the the Batista, (laughs) in my mind, Demolition. Maybe you throw... Davy Boy Smith in, or or even the British Bulldogs, the team together in right. general. But um, I think Owen and The Rock would, you know, if you're going to sell tickets or do something special, that's that's a special night. But you can't put more. I feel like it's tough to put more than with the reputation of drugs and wrestling. Put more than one dead person in at one time, as bad as that sounds. Yeah. It, you, Posthumously, you can only do like one person a year. Um, right. So you're not going to see I, Owen and Davy. You're not going to see Owen Hart and Davy Boy Smith in the same year. I'm trying to think if they ever done that. Like I'm sure they have. People that, um, like, do you do Davy Boy Smith or do you do the British Bulldogs together? I mean, I know Davy went off and had a, a singles career. I don't think you put um, them in together. I think you put them in separately because just name value. You know, I feel like if you put them in together, you're burying, you're, you're burying their legacy. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, especially with Davey not you know being passed and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you kind of have to put them in separately. Yeah, which I mean, I, I can see Davey Boy Smith being in next year. Um, Man, I mean, there are a lot of good. So you know, we think like, man, they're running out of wrestlers to put in there, you know, and because Goldberg just wrestled, did he just wrestle in last year's WrestleMania? Last he did. year, now he's in this the, year's, you know, Hall of Fame. Um, so man, you, you think you're running, they're running out of people? Then you're like, no, because we just named a bunch of people like China, Vader. and Undertaker, and The Rock, and. Uh, Batista, I'd like to see The Rock and Batista do a movie together. That would almost be like a modern day, like Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Yes. Movie, you know what I mean? Um, and it, The Rock is, I would say, at a higher level, a lot higher level than Batista because he's like, he's headlining his own movies pretty much. Um, Batista, he's he's actually a lot, has a lot of good roles, you know, um, in the Marvel movie, The Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's, you know, n- he was right. one of the main characters. He's not the headline. And I, I saw him in that new Blade Runner movie, too. He had a, a small role at the beginning, but it was a really good part. And, you know, he's doing really well. I would say that um, The Rock, obviously, doing the best as a as a former pro wrestler. And Batista, definitely doing second best. Here, Here's another question. You know, I find it hard to put in active wrestlers like you know, Rey Mysterio is a no-brainer, but he's still wrestling. You, you, you know, 
Uh, yeah, Ray Mysterio is going to go in the Hall of Fame yes. someday. But he shouldn't go in now. Uh, Daniel Bryan no. should not go in now. Uh, yeah, See, uh, as far as we know, like Daniel Bryan's career is done. Like they keep saying, he's never going to wrestle in WWE again. Um, like you, you got to remember, like I think when Ric Flair was already inducted to the Hall of Fame and had his retirement match, he went and he signed with Impact and had more matches. Immediately. Like, yeah. But to me, so, Daniel Bryan's not a Hall of Famer. I think he is. Why? Uh, because, I mean, think about what he did. Like, and when Batista came back and it was supposed to be his moment and his glory at WrestleMania, like, the fans, it was, it was to me, the first time the fans forced the hand of WWE and being like, you got to put this guy in WrestleMania. We don't want to see anything else. If you do, we're going to boo the crap out of it. it was, that was the first time that I've seen that. And remember how special the moment was of that. I think it was like WrestleMania 30 or something. And just everybody saying yes. And like leading up to that, like people at sports games saying yes. I mean, I know it was, you know, a, a blip on the whole radar of the WWE history and stuff like that. Cause his, his career was so short, but like, Bingo. you know, he, he's the epitome of an underdog story that like none of management wanted him to have this like oh yeah he's a, he's a good hand but nobody wanted to see him have a top spot and the fans forced WWE to do it i mean it was crazy it, to me that was great television because i'm like well how are they going to book themselves out of this corner now yeah. you know and like they did and thank god they did but i mean that was the best special moment like in in and in, in, in a wrestlemania moment that i've seen that's the last the last good moment I've seen at WrestleMania. You said it you said it best. His career was so short. If he doesn't wrestle again. Now, if he gets back in the ring and he's cleared and he's wrestled, I'll I'll open I'll be more open minded to it. You you gave me one moment in his short career, which definitely defined his career. But outside of that, you know, here's he he was fired from the WWE for being too vicious, although it wasn't his fault, so I'm not pinning that on him. He was pretty good on the indie circuit, don't get me wrong, but we're not talking about the indies. It's so hard for me to justify saying one moment should get you into the Hall of Fame. It shouldn't. You, you should have a long, lengthy career. It would almost be like, and hear me out, the legend of Hulk Hogan started and ended with the slam of Andre the Giant. And then, you know, three months later, Hulk Hogan had to retire due to whatever real injuries, and he never wrestled again. You would you would have to sell me on the fact that just slamming Andre the Giant, you know, would be enough to put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. Like, And that's the thing, his career was, I mean, his WWE career was so short he's been around for geez uh just as long as i have maybe even like a touch longer maybe a year or two longer so he's coming up to like 20 years being a professional wrestler if you don't count the however many years he's been retired now um but man i just i've never i've never seen a movement like that before like not in modern day wrestling and 
you know, and, and the thing is, back in the day, you know, say, say if a Hulk Hogan came out right now, which and, and he was being pushed down our throats, I don't think the fans would buy into it. You know, back in the day, you could WWE can have a storyline for a year and it can unfold exactly the way they want it to plan, and the fans will react exactly like how they have it planned and all that kind of stuff. You can't do that now. You know, and and it was it was just so amazing to me that, you know, that how it happened with Daniel Bryan. Like, just uh, there there hasn't been a it it was it was more reality than fiction because they had no choice but to book it the way they they booked it. They it was the first time the fans had control of what was going on. You know, like I mean, it it, it was great. It's great. You know, I but. But it was short-lived. It was an amazing yeah. movement. I get it. It was short-lived. But if you put it in the aspect of Hulk Hogan, you know, his career ending after he slammed Andre the Giant, which in itself was a a career-defining moment, a moment that that took wrestling into the mainstream. If you think about it, that made WrestleMania from you know a crazy was it WrestleMania three into a a big massive event maybe it was on its way there whether that moment happened or not but that moment was one of the linchpins for wrestlemania moments and if hulk hogan's career ended immediately after that what would we be talking about hulk hogan still being a hall of famer uh that, that's a good question I, I i don't know i don't know i i mean Uh, that, that that's a good question. Thank you. I mean, Hogan Hogan stayed around for another, I think, five wrestle six WrestleManias. Um, and he's still trying to get back to right WrestleManias. Now. Yeah, I mean that the Hulkamania movie was obviously huge. Um, yeah, no, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I just you know and. I don't know. I'm just, I'm still, like I said, I'm still moved about, and it might be because I know, you know, Daniel Bryan and stuff, but I mean, I was, I was just amazed. It's just an amazing to me. Like it was just that move, that whole movement was amazing to me. It was short lived, but, um, it's amazing. And I think him being a GM is actually hurting his legacy. Cause if you would have just still be off TV and stuff like that right now, and then eventually like does come back, if he does ever does get cleared, Oh man, it would pick up so fast. If he were to get cleared tomorrow, I think everybody would be happy. But since they've seen him on TV, the nostalgia kind of wore off. Like, oh yeah, we've been seeing him every week and stuff like that. Um, so I, I do think it's hurting him that he's still a character on TV. And any like, even when Stone Cold's just a character on TV, or even like Kurt Angle is just a character on TV, I think it hurts them. I've been saving this one, and I don't want to use the word last because I feel like we still got another few minutes left, but. Dead or alive? When does he get in? Vincent he, Kennedy McMahon. Oh, I think he's in already. Actually, I don't. His dad is in. He's not. Oh, oh, Vince Senior's in. Vince Senior's in. He's not. I thought. Uh, nope. Are you sure? Yep. Yep. Nope. Um. Well, I think he. Oh man. Vincent. Dead or alive? Huh. It, I feel like this is a tough one because 
man, and I've been thinking about this. To me, I'd want to see him going alive. I'd like to see him going now, honestly. He should be the headliner next year. He's getting up there in age, although he's still probably in better shape than most of us. He's His, his role on TV is non-existent now. Maybe he'll pop in for a moment here and there to make it special, especially Kevin Owens. But in, in memory, other than a, a special edition of Raw... I think that was the only time in the last, what, year or two he's been on TV? Yeah. I mean, sure, you're, you're someone will probably tweet us and be like, well, he was on, you know, in the beginning of 2017. Maybe he was, but in the last big moment, it's been a couple years, and it was, it, and it only lasted yeah. one show, too. Yeah, he got headbutted by uh, Kevin Owens, like, uh, Six months ago or four yeah. months ago or whatever. It wasn't a lengthy storyline. He popped in for one show, got headbutted, and disappeared. So here's the thing. We don't know what's happening backstage. Maybe somebody pitched, Vince, you should go in the Hall of Fame. And then maybe that guy got fired. So it, now, now maybe nobody's pitching it. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, you just don't know what's happening back there. Maybe Vince made it, like, abundantly clear. No. I do not want to be in the Hall of Fame. Um at all or whatever the case may be nobody bring it up it's not gonna happen you never know or maybe he has a plan of like yep this is when it's going down this is who yeah like i don't know i i, I don't know um i would like to see him going alive because i would like to you know yeah. hear hear him talk you don't really hear him i'd like to see you vincent hear, kennedy you the McMahon, the human. And the, yeah the, the the guy talk but you never hear him talk about like you know like be him, you know, you know right. what I mean? Like, but maybe who he is, is the guy that we, see. I, I don't know. So I, I would like to see him alive, obviously go in. Um, but maybe, uh, maybe he make strict rules like, Hey, I'm not going until I'm dead or something like that. I, I don't know. Although by the way, in recent memory, he was there for the brand split. Um, when Shane finally came back and, you know, the 25th uh, anniversary or anniversary of Raw when he got, you know, hit with the stunner. Did Yeah, did he get hit oh, with the yeah, stunner? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yep, I think him and Shane did, yeah. 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 So th- those might have been, those, you know, three times in the last couple of years, really. So, yeah, I kind of feel like I'd like to see him go in alive, too, so we can hear Vince, the, the, the human, not Vince the character, talk. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, he's been in the business so long. Like I mean, I'm sh- everything's about the business. So maybe Vince, the human, is Vince, the character. I mean, has to be. But then again, you hear talk, you hear people talk about, especially when they, they do these WWE 24 series and stuff like that, of how uh, you know Vince open like you know oh, he he walked me back with open arms and this that and the other thing, and I could have done this without Vince. And I, I don't know if that's the wrestler just saying that because they feel like they owe stuff to Vince or, or if that's how he truly is. So, I mean, maybe there is a different side, all that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. Did I ever ask you, jumping off topic, I'm going to guess since we're talking about Hall of Famers and Kurt Angle, what did you have any interactions with Angle? Oh, yeah, I've wrestled him and uh, uh, a lot. I mean, I, I, I talked to Kurt like – all the time when I was down there, he actually said to me, and it was one of the best compliments that I've ever received. Um, 
there was a time period where um, I was coming off Team Canada and stuff like that, and uh, I think I like moved to Florida. I don't know, but there was a time period where I was like off TV for six months. I was just doing explosion matches, and I I was kind of frustrated because I'm like, man, why aren't they doing anything with me? All that kind of stuff. I think Vince Russo was booking. I, I don't remember the whole circumstance. But then I had an explosion match. It was myself and I can't remember who my tag team partner was, but I was I faced the Motor City Machine Guns and I did my regular stuff, my over the top Rana and all this kind of stuff. And I don't remember the exact words Kurt said, but he said, you know, wow, that thing you did there was amazing, and this, that, and the other thing. And I, you know, I love the way you work and all this kind of stuff. This was right before I did the Maple Leaf Muscle character, mm-hmm. and uh, he said. He said, yeah, man, I, th- I think you could be in the main event one day, you know? So I took that as a huge compliment that he actually s- said something like that to me, that he saw, like, potential in me and, you know, moving up and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, sure enough, a few months later when I was doing the Maple Leaf Muscle character, I was in the main event with him. It was a tag match, like, myself and Steiner against him and him and Joe. Uh but I think he meant like more on a regular basis, like main event and stuff. But and you know things didn't work out, and that's what it is. So um, yeah, no, I definitely had a lot of interactions with uh, with Kurt. One of the most quoted tweets I still get, or someone will send me a, mu- a message, is when you were talking about Sting and how every week he would come up and reintroduce himself to you. Yeah. That that is still one of uh, the fan favorite stories that you've told about how every week Sting would just come up. It, you know, it, it's probably tough to be Sting at, at that point in your career, but to have to go and introduce yourself to everybody on the re- roster every week does. Do you think he didn't remember, or he just forgot he was an impact every week? I don't know. And it wasn't like I over-exaggerated I, right. I every week. I get it. But it but was like... Comedy purposes. It, it was like a lot. And I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> I know. Um, and, you know, Eric Young had a great... I don't remember who. It was like Charlie Haas or something. Remember Charlie Haas? I he do. Teamed with Sheldon Benjamin. Like, you know, Eric Young used to do a bunch, you know, enhancement work for uh, WWE for a while. And like even wrestled Charlie Haas and Charlie Haas would go up to him every single week and introduce himself. And at, to the point where Eric Young was like, oh, man, like, dude, I, we wrestled each other last week. You see me every week. Like we've met each other like 20 times. Like this is irritating. It's almost like you're big. You're getting big time, you know? Um, so, I mean, it, it happens. I don't know what Sting, maybe Sting was messing with me. In, in his own way, which I don't see he's like that. Um, or maybe he just like, I, I don't know, every, every time I change characters maybe or haircuts or hairstyles or something, he's like, oh, who's this guy? Hey, nice to meet you. And I was like, um, <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, okay, whatever. Can, can you do me and everybody who's listening to this podcast a favor, track down Eric Young and find out what Charlie Haas said to him after he's like, dude, you need to stop doing that? Um, I I don't think he said, dude, you need to stop doing that. Oh. I think he said something like um, – Right, but – Yeah, we've we've met before. Kind of like when people do that to me when I actually introduce myself to them again. 
It's like, yeah, I know we've wrestled each other last week. Like, oh, okay, okay. I, I, I don't remember what it was. I mean, I'm trying to remember a story from like 15 years ago or 10 years ago or whatever it is. Um, but still, and, but I, yeah, I remember, I remember that vividly that Charlie Haas used to introduce himself every single time that he saw Eric Young. And, and as we wrap this up, PD, I have to say, and I'm not going to say his name on the podcast, but we have the best fans ever. I, I agree. It, what, what name are we not are we not trying to say? Because I don't say it. I don't want anybody to steal my uh, hookup. So remember when we were talking about bucket list at wrestling events, and I I had said that one of my bucket lists is I've I've always wanted to sit in the front row of a of a WWE event. Just to me, in my mind, and maybe I'm frugal or or whatnot, but in my mind, front row tickets to a WWE event cost like thousands of dollars probably don't i i get it okay but that's just yeah. like the 12 year old me so you know uh i think in march or may wwe's coming back it's raw right after fast lane and uh one of our fans reached out and said hey i'd like to take you i have front row seats will you go as my guest and i'm like hell yes i don't care if you're gonna drug me and murder me it's worth the risk. <laughs> it's worth the risk. It's right? worth the risk. Um, just make sure you have that Find My Phone app on there so <laughs> I can find you after he does drug and murder you. Oh, that, um, but no, so- that that that's the coolest thing. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, we're probably going to have to have him on the podcast. That's probably going to be a stipulation or something. Or maybe he's just doing it and wants you on the podcast. Maybe he's a big fantasy football um, no, you know, no, fan or whatever. No, I, he loves the but, podcast. He's just said, yeah. do this for me. I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I mean, I I don't think I've ever uh, sat front row at any sporting events. I mean, I've I've had hookups where I've gotten like uh, like floor tickets at a Pistons game and stuff, um, and, and close tickets at like Tigers games. And I well, I know you get the hookup at Tigers games and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I've ever sit front row for anything. I want to say even back in the day when I was a kid going to WWE events, it's like live shows and stuff. I think the closest I got was like maybe four rows back or something. Um, yeah, so I mean that's 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 really cool. That's a bucket list thing. I think for me too. Well, when you're done with Impact, we can do it. But I'll say this: uh, not WWE event. I, I, you know, I'm okay with not attending a wrestling <laughs> event front row. Um, I've been in the ring, like being closer than I need to be. But you know, like an actual, like a like a like a like a professional sporting event, um, being front row. I mean, I guess that's going to be something on my bucket list. Yeah. I, I look. I'll trade you. You can go to the wrestling event and let me come out once on Impact. <laughs> uh, I, look, I'm a team no, player. You know, I'll, I'll stick with I'll, I'll stick with my my role. Or you know, why not swap the roles? I mean, people won't notice the difference between you and I. I mean, I've we look almost for, identical. I've been saying this for years. Nobody yeah, knows yeah. the difference. And no, look, nobody would know. If if you keep eating pizza the way you ate pizza the other night. You were probably like four more slices away, body-wise, looking like me. <laughs> and isn't it amazing that I look like this? And I hate anyways, you. Anyways, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I hate you. Yes, it's amazing that you look like that and I look like this. You, It's oh. okay. You could say that. I watched you eat, and I kept thinking, what What the hell? I'm, I'm eating Where's the same this amount. Where's going? Yeah. yeah, we both. Listen, people at home. And you'll probably murder me for saying this. 
we ordered two medium pizzas in mm-hmm. we each I Our think kids had like one slice one each maybe <laughs> and we murdered both of them separately like we we put our arms around it and you know alpha mill style stuff around this pizza you you were eating like two or three at a time i'm exaggerating but you like like you're like dad just do a sit up later it'll be all right yeah that's all you need and all the bread too we had and oh. then the beer we drank after jeez and that I, was a good night yeah and i got winded going to my car so something's wrong here <laughs> i guess <laughs> oh. All right. So listen, uh, it was a nice, fun, different show. I thought this would be a, a different kind of show I want to put on this week. I was very curious about your. You know, can you give me a Jeff Jarrett story on the way out? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're in a city, don't remember where, somewhere we'll say Virginia or whatever, and uh, we had an, uh, a double shot or whatever, a couple couple of shows in a row, and my flight wasn't until the next day. But the show, we'll say that the the flight wasn't supposed to leave till like Sunday morning. Saturday show was uh, was like an afternoon show, and I was up earlier. And I know Jeff was up earlier, and he was going to the airport. And I said, "Hey, Jeff," because um, I wanted to get home early and then actually, I think hop on a flight to visit uh, somebody um, later on. So I just, I wanted to get home early. And so I said, hey, Jeff, can I get a ride with you to the airport? I'm going to try to – I had status on Northwest at the time when they were still around. I said, I want to see if I can hop on a flight and uh, you know, get home. Can I head, head or get a ride with the airport with you? I was like, sure, absolutely. So I go. He's flying something that's not Northwest. I'm at the ticket counter, and it's a small airport. And I know they have seats available on this plane. And I said, hey, I'm not leaving till tomorrow, but can you switch my flight? And they kept saying, no, no, no. And I'm saying, yeah, please, you know, like whatever. Like, I, you can't do this. I'm and here now. Like, no, absolutely not. So then Jeff's already checked in, and he's walking towards me to go to the, the gate. And I, I look back at him, and I look at Jeff, and I'm like oh, – and I kind of throw up my arms. And he's like, what's wrong, Petey? And I'm like, man, they're, they're not letting me switch my flight and so forth and then those two go are you jeff jarrett and then he's like yeah and he's like you're not letting him on the flight like switch it and he's like oh hold on i'll be right back he goes to the back really quick comes back he's like yep we got you on the flight whatever whatever hey can we get an autograph though i said yeah absolutely jeff you could sign an autograph for him right and then and then jeff signs of whatever the back of an airline ticket whatever they got and, this, and we go on the way i get on the flight so he Definitely hooked me up with that. And then he was like, I won't tell you what he said afterwards, but, you know, um, he's like, you owe me, kid, kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. um, because I kind of I kind of roped him in and made the guy sign an autograph so I get on a flight. And he was my boss at the time. So, um, But that was really cool for of him to do. And But, I mean, that's, that, that's the way it is. He stood there, and all it took was one autograph, and they switched the flight for me. So that was, that was probably one of the coolest things. And maybe – Maybe that's why I got fired after that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. In retrospect, uh, you know, maybe it wasn't that cool. Did I ever tell you that story? Yes, you did. You told it on one of the first podcasts we did. Really? You oh, did. man. I hope I told it better the first time. Nope. I think you told it better this time. It's still a funny story. Yeah. Boy, I want to say it was like there was a weather coming and you were trying to get out ahead of the weather or something. 
was uh, I want to say at I don't know if it was weather. I think I was trying to get home early because I saw a flight. Um, like my girlfriend at the time, I wanted to hop on a flight because I had all the extra miles and uh, I wanted to get out early and visit her and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's what it was. I don't think it was weather related because they probably would have switched me if it was weather related to not get everybody stuck down there. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, Jeff's always been good to me. Uh, you know, that's just one story that pops up in my head. Like that's the one I always tell like of how he, you know, kind of helped me out. I remember one time in the UK, I was rooming with Bobby Roode and I probably told this story too. And I'm dead asleep. And then both Bobby and Jeff come in the room and throw on the lights they take my blankets and pillows off the couch turn on the tv and this is all within matters of seconds take off turn on my tv full blast um do whatever they can to make me get up and then jeff just starts jumping on my bed and yelling and then they i'm like like what the hell is going on and then they leave the room and they, they took my blankets and everything and put them in the you know, hid the remote, all that kind of stuff. Or actually, I don't even know if they hid the remote. They took the blankets, <laughs> hid them in the bathroom and all that kind of stuff. So I'm laying there, lights on. First off, there's another light switch right next to my bed. So I flip that off. I take Bobby's, the bed next to me, his blanket and pillow, put it on me. And the remote, I think, was sitting right next to me. And I just turn off the TV and go back to bed. Like all of their hard work, I literally didn't have to get out of bed to do anything. <laughs> Yeah, they 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 didn't plan that one well. But you know, they were obviously drinking, so they're oh, let's do this. You know, all right. That's so ridiculously bad. It's funny. Yeah, I mean, it's (laughs) it's just professional wrestling, man. You know, but anyways. All right, listen, I I think this but I think this episode was good. I, you know, it was fun. I was really I've been excited all week to talk about this. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, no, me too because I didn't know what to expect and I'm like and it, you made me think a lot harder. And, and you know, usually I have an answer going, yeah, yeah, we, I, we but then some of the ones I was like, man, I don't know. Like especially with like that own heart one. I'm like, is he a Hall of Famer? Like despite his tragic death, like I'm like let's look at the like ah, and just putting different stipulations on the hall of fame i mean it really made me think and uh and now after talking about this it makes me like appreciate the hall of fame i want to say maybe a little bit more or in a different light so that was good all right well and listen you're gonna send us nasty uh twitter messages about whoa what do you mean oh and listen my mind can be changed so i if you want to change it Hit me with some good facts. Convince me that any one of these guys I kind of poo-poo like, oh, no. Or, look, we both said the great Muda. If you think we're idiots for saying that, send us a message. Tell tell us. We, I, I think you're kind of the same way where if I'm on the fence with somebody, you know, like Owen Hart, we both are on the fence. I am, I am, I'm more than happy with, with being convinced the other way. Yeah, if you bring up some valid points that we didn't discuss, by all means, you know, I, oh, I forgot about that, or that is a very good point. I didn't even think of that. So, yeah, by all means. 
All right, there we go. So this is the Wrestling Perspective Podcast for this week over at Wrestling Inc. Head over to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. There you can follow both of us on Twitter. It's IPD Williams. I'm at Dennis77Farrell. You can subscribe to our Facebook page. We're actually getting a couple moderators in place to do weekly stuff over there to keep people entertained. We'd like to build a community where everybody can jump in and not be called an idiot if you don't think Owen Hart's not a Hall of Famer. Me. So uh, just <laughs> just uh, enjoy it. Petey, good show this week, bud. Thanks, bud. Too. All right. We'll see you guys later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.